Hey, fantasy fans, it's Scott Aliali, and this is the League of Leagues podcast, a fantasy football podcast. I want to kick things off with a new segment. Let's call it the Aliali observation for now. Nobody's going to argue that COVID-19 will be the downfall of many businesses around the world, but it also accelerated the demise for businesses where the downfall was inevitable regardless of a pandemic. Businesses whose brands became irrelevant a long time ago, businesses that couldn't find ways to stay relevant, to evolve with the modern trends, or create demand. J.C. Penney filed bankruptcy a few weeks ago. When was the last time anyone said, I need a new shirt, I should hit up J.C. Penney? Has anyone even known well before COVID-19 what the J.C. Penney brand even stood for? I draw a parallel to this with sports, a league that hasn't found ways to stay relevant for years, hasn't evolved to become more exciting, and hasn't done a thing to enhance its brand and, and create demand. And most recently, hasn't shown any interest in engaging its consumers during a time when the opportunity has been ripe for attracting an audience. Major League Baseball was supposed to be almost three months into its season. Has anyone even noticed? I haven't, and I haven't come across any conversations where someone has said, man, I really miss baseball right now. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody really cares. Congratulations to Major League Baseball. It's choosing to be irrelevant, and it's choosing to be the JCPenney of professional sports. Now on to the Amazon of professional sports, football, baby. This is episode five of the League of Leagues Summer Interview Series. We have a very pumped up Mark Gamlin with us today. Mark, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, Scott? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. A nice, beautiful, sunny day in New York. How are you? Hey, I'm, I'm living the dream here in uh, Southern California. Hey, if that, if that intro music doesn't pump you up, you, you need to check your pulse. <laughs> Tell us a little bit more about yourself and why does that music pump you up? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, well, first of all, my name is Mark Gamlin. Um, I'm, I'm Alan's cousin. I'm a proud father of two beautiful girls, a loving husband to my wife, to whom I've been married for 10 years. Alan, 10 years. Um <laughs> And I say a very supportive family, and I say supportive with air quotes when it comes to my fantasy football uh, shenanigans, I'd say. Um, but, but the Rocky music, that's, that, that's me. Anybody who knows me knows, you know, Rocky IV is my all-time favorite movie. Um, best m- montages, period. You got great soundtrack. You know, you got a love story, a revenge story. Uh, it's got it all, and, and that's... Uh, that's what I like about it. You a big Carl Weathers guy? I do like Carl Weathers. I was sad to see him go, but um, you know that's that's kind of what makes it so beautiful is 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 the revenge factor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk a little football. How did you get into football? Give us the backstory. Yeah, yeah. Well, like most kids, Scott, you know, I, I started at a young age. Um, I have an older brother, so I would always try to tag along and join games with him on the streets. Um, and you know, he would always watch football. So I would just hang out and catch the games with him. Uh, one of my earliest memories was as a kid watching the Cowboys in the early nineties. Um, it was a super bowl against the bills. I don't remember which one, uh, they won a few, but just watching that team dominate with, uh, Emmett Smith and Troy Aikman and Michael Irvin, Moose Johnson, you know, that, that offense was, was, uh, was really fun to watch. And, uh, since then, the Cowboys just stuck with me. 
Now, were you playing fantasy football back then, or was it was this just NFL? You were just dipping your toe and starting to get into it. No, no, I had no clue what fantasy football was until, um, well, until my my college years. I, I dabbled a little bit with some of my roommates, but even then, I had no clue what I was doing. You know, we had a draft, and I'm pretty sure I took a, an injured quarterback like in the third round, just just really bad. Um, and it wasn't until uh, about 10 years ago, I started a home league. I was one of the founding fathers with, with my buddies at home. We started our own little home league uh, and through the years, just took it a little bit more seriously and, and got a lot more competitive. So for our audience out there that missed last week's episode, there was some breaking news that was dropped by John Grasheen. He's leaving our league. We'll have some new guy energy joining us for 2020. Um, that'll be some new breaking news that we'll unveil in a future episode. But Mark Ganlin has been our new guy energy for several years now. Mark, talk a little <laughs> bit more about how you got yourself into the league and how long you've been with us. Yeah, new guy energy for sure. Um, so, I mean, I, I know I've known all you guys, well, most of you guys for a long time now. And I, I knew of this league. You know, Alan would always talk about this, this secret society type of league where there's this long <laughs> waiting list and, uh, you know, nothing compares to this league. And, you know, I thought that was cool and all. And then, uh, yeah, it was around 2016. It was uh, it was not too long before the actual season started. Alan gave me a call and said, look, we got an opening. Um, but there's one rule, and, and you have to show up to the draft. And if you can't make it to the draft, you, you're out of the league. And uh, it happened to be that it was the – I think it was the 20th year anniversary for your league. And that was when uh, the first year we were going to Palm Springs – and he warned me, you know, it's not going to be cheap and this and that. And I, I didn't even hesitate. You know, I, I told him, sign me up. I'm ready to do this. And I was honored to be uh, to be added to the league. Tell us a little bit about some of your immediate observations. So from the from the inside looking out, you know, we always say how this is the most competitive and most credit worthy league out there from a fantasy perspective. But as a new guy coming in, what was your immediate reaction? Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, like I said, I've known you guys for a long time. Um, my immediate first reaction when, when we got together was, man, we're getting old. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know seeing, all, seeing everybody in person is great. Um, but all jokes aside, no, I, I thought I knew what I was getting myself into. You know, everybody is very competitive in this league. Everyone was very prepared. Um, you know, we had John show up with his magazine. Uh, you know, throwback to the to the early 90s, keeping the magazine going. But um, yeah, I'd say initial impressions were, you know, this league's legit. You know, people are coming here. People were taking the, the draft, you know, just as serious as I was. You know, there's a lot of pre-draft anxiety and just, just you know, everyone was pretty pumped up. Um, and uh, as the year went on, you know, I just, it just uh, I would say that, you know, it all it all made sense, you know, that uh, that I, I belong in this league. I, I could definitely compete. So, Mark, you mentioned that you've had some buddies of yours have been in other leagues prior to the League of Leagues. Maybe those guys are Jags. Maybe they're not. Um, that's, you, you'll probably know that a little bit more than I would. So what are your immediate comparisons between the League of Leagues, the tenure, the experience, the, the history, and maybe some of these other leagues that you've been in? Yeah, so listen, I know it's forbidden to speak of other leagues, um, but I can tell you that you know, between this league and my home league, things are very different. Um, I'll say that this league, it, it's a lot more conservative uh, in the respect that there are far less trades. 
um, you know, roster moves. It seems that people are more content with their team once they draft and hope to ride it out, you know, give or take a few waiver pickups. Um, whereas I find my league is full of vindictive, sabotaging, colluding sons of bitches. And if you're listening, you know exactly who you are. You know, um, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but in our in my other league, trading is it's a huge factor, and it's all about landing that blockbuster deal. And granted, there are some suckers. You know, it's all about that chase and, and getting that trade done. There's a lot of fun in the chase, that's for sure. It sounds like your uh, other league members may have some league integrity issues. <laughs> you can find that on our prior episodes uh, of the League of Leagues podcast. Um, so let's get into a little bit more of the, the fantasy experiences that you've had. Um, football, that is, fantasy football experiences. Highs and lows. Tell me a little bit more about what jumps out to you from uh, a victory perspective, getting the juices flowing, seeing the points scored, and then talk a little bit more about the, ah, damn it, this is a horrible fantasy moment, and I kind of got screwed. Ah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, Highs and lows, man. Fan- fantasy is a real roller coaster when it comes to highs and lows. Um, you know, I- I've only been in the league of leagues for about four years now, and I, I could honestly tell you I-, I haven't had too many highs. Um, lo- lots of lows when it comes down to it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> more lows than highs. And um, I'll come back to that. But as, as far as overall highs, you know, I got to refer back to my other league because that's really what I can use. But um you know, I'm a three-time world champion in that league, going back-to-back uh, in two of those years. And there's nothing better than winning a fantasy title, you know, after all of the, the prep and, and, and the grind week-to-week, week, the waivers, the trades, getting vetoed. The blood, the sweat, the tears. Everything. It's all there. You know, having my, having my kids look at me, you know, you know why is dad crazy? But um, – Getting that win, it's all worth it. And and I'll come back to this league. You know, every win is a high. I mean, it's it's tough to win in this league. You know, and uh, especially keeping out of dress contention. That that seems like the highest high. You know, when you when you get to the point of the season when you know you're 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 fighting out fighting it out to stay out of the dress. Every win is huge. And just you know, come game day, watching the points swing, it's it's a lot of fun. Um. Some lows, though. I could, I could tell you a couple lows in the legal leagues. and I'll, Give me one. Give me one. We're on a time budget. Here. I'll, I'll give you one. So my first season, I made it to the playoffs. Uh, and the first uh, playoff game, I ended up losing by 0.3 points. <laughs> it was on a Monday night, and it literally came down to Tom Brady. Uh, I had Brady that season, and they were marching down the field. And game script just phased me out. I couldn't get one more pass, and I lost by – point three points and scott i'll throw something out there i don't know if you remember this but this will stick with me for whatever reason you and i were texting and you told me you said something along the lines of don't worry you have eight months to think of this uh to 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 remember (laughs) what happened or what went wrong and that just that that stuck with me since man just just kicking a man while he's down i love that you're still thinking about it today yeah so these highs and lows that you mentioned, you've won your quote unquote other leagues. Um, that kind of tells a story in itself. <laughs> you were probably you were you were Rocky Balboa in those leagues, defeating the Russian 
Whereas in our league, maybe you've been a little bit of Apollo Creed against the Russians. Those of you who have seen Rocky know exactly what I'm talking about. Eh, listen, I mean, um, I've been in this league for four seasons, and I've, I've been in the playoffs three out of four of them. So I'll definitely say um, I'm contending. And, uh, you know, last year, I'll go back to another low. Finishing second place, you know, was, uh, was, was, was pretty low. I mean, uh, it was nice to get there, but I got to give props to Cedric. He took me out. Um, and I, I almost made it to the top of the mountain, but that's what that's what next year is for. You got stuck on Rivas Island. I, I did get stuck on Rivas Island. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, fantasy players, this is a loaded question. Yeah. And for those of you out there, we do not rehearse this going in. Not that you probably thought we were, but um, loaded question here. Give me a fantasy player that jumps out to you on the negative side first. Straight away, negative side, I'm going to say Jordan Reed. No explanation needed. All right. I was going in a different direction on that. Same team, different position. Darius Geis. Darius Geis. <laughs> you've been in the league with us four or five years now. I think you've had Darius Geis for all of them. I don't even think he's been uh, in football for five years. Well, here's the story with that. So, um, yeah, I drafted Darius Geis his rookie season uh, in our league in our keeper rounds, which uh, for us starts after round 11. Um, and, and he got hurt. I think shortly after I definitely didn't draft him while he was injured or maybe I did. I don't remember, but I, I think I, I picked him up knowing that he's going to be my keeper for the next year. And I kept him on my bench and there were several times, you know, how space is limited as far as ad drops. So, you know, there's several times where I was debating letting him go, but I thought, no, I'm going to stick with him because I'm going to keep him next year. And uh, lo and behold, our draft last year, I, I, I dropped him. I, I didn't keep him. So he was essentially a wasted spot. Um, but I, I have no negative feelings towards him. I mean, the, 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 guy, the guy can't get on the field. You know, I feel bad for him, but he, he definitely poo-pooed me on the roster. So will you have Darius Geis on your 2020 fantasy roster? I, I probably won't, Scott. <laughs> all right what about on the positive side give me some good news yeah a couple positive players i mean um you know i know buck touched on it before but i'm gonna i'm gonna you know kareem hunt just stands out to me and again i hate bouncing back to my other league but i as far as a reference you know i I, I, nobody cares about your other league mark this is a league of leagues podcast Screw my other league um i'm gonna go with zeke um he's got a lasting freak zeke the freak uh, he was a rookie the same year I came into the League of Leagues. I took him as my first overall pick, my um, you know the seventh round, first overall pick. He got me to the playoffs. Um, he's been great for the Cowboys, great for fantasy uh, since, and uh, you know I, I only see his career getting better. Rule up, rule of thumb out there for everybody: if you're in your league and you see yourself start start talking to your league mates about your other league, like. Oh, I'm losing this week, but in my other league, just stop. Yeah, it doesn't matter. The other person's tuned out anyway. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> just stick to whatever league it is that you're in. That's right. Other than the League of Leagues where you're going to learn how to win your league. You got to win. All right, so before we get into your Cowboys, um, I want to run a little scenario by you that we all experienced. Our draft, I think it was a couple of years ago, and – what we do for our draft to select your, your, your draft position, we draw cards. And if you draw an ace, 
you get the first selection of where you want to draft. You can pick the one slot, you can pick the 10 slot, whatever you want. Uh, Mark, talk us through that draft day when you drew the ace and tell the audience what happened. Man, draft day, Scott. Let's 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 talk about draft day first of all. So I have to say, I mean, to, not the Kevin Costner draft day. No, no, I'm talking <laughs> League of Leagues draft day. It's <laughs> okay. a big deal. I mean, it's one of my favorite days of the year. Period. You know, it's 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 the day where uh, all the hard work, you know, all all the all the mocks, all, all the prepping. Today's the day. It's showtime. And uh, coming to League of Leagues, this was my first time doing an actual live draft you know, with a board and, and everyone present versus on the computer. And, um, I, you know, I was pretty sure I was ready for it, but um, yeah, I don't know. When, when the lights turned on, I just kind of froze, <laughs> you know, and uh, I think I did better my first year, but the last few years, I mean, drawing the ace, like you said, I, I didn't, I couldn't tell you, I didn't know where to go. Like I, I, I had an idea where I wanted to be. I just couldn't decide. You know, and then and then you just have people just start skipping me and putting their 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 numbers up and their names up, and you know I just had to take what I got at that point. But um, you know, I don't know. I, I just I froze, man. So, what's your best advice for people to manage fantasy pressure, whether it's selecting a draft position or selecting a player? I think best advice is just to be prepared. You know, you got to rely on your muscle memory. Um, that's what mock drafts are for. That's what doing everything prior to the draft is for. So that, you know, you, you just pretty much act. Um, my, yeah, that's my best advice is be prepared, especially in this league. You know, like, like other guys alluded to people come to this league and there are no sleepers. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows the rookies. Everybody knows, you know, who, who's hot right now and, and where they should be going and, and nobody waits. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's competitive and, and you better be ready. All right, let's peel apart your, your Cowboys depth chart here. It's early, but there's a lot of intriguing um, a lot of t- intriguing scenarios here going into camp. Let's start with the QB position. Dak Prescott, QB3 yeah. on ECR, expert consensus rankings, has Dak Prescott only behind Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. You buying or selling? Oh, that? I'm buying it, man. Uh, listen, we'll... Dak Prescott, you know, he, he, I think he's the real deal. And, and, and this year, even more so than the years prior, he's got the weapons. And, you know, listen, you want to have a little quarterback controversy or whatever, throw an Andy Dalton. And I, you know, I don't think it's going to happen. So I, I think, I think Dak's going to be ready to go, um, you know, and, and he's got all the weapons at his disposal this year. We've got new coaches. It's, it's, it's time. It's Cowboys time. Is he? Is he going to get that contract or what's, what's going to happen with that? That's a little unsettled. And you know what? I cannot get enough of the Dak. It's been Dak Prescott or Tom Brady in Tampa or Bill Belichick and Jarek Stidham. That's the only narrative that's out there right now in sports. It's kind of driving me crazy. So is Dak going to get that contract? Yeah, he's going to get the contract. Listen, Jerry's going to pay him. Money's, money's nothing to Jerry. And he's, he's, he's playing his games. He's doing what he needs to do as a GM to kind of, you know, uh, either force force the hand or or just stir up some controversy. But I think at the end of the day, you know, Jerry knows that that it's going to be Dak that's going to get him the wins. And no disputing, Dak has weapons. So let's get into the weapons. Yes, here. sir. Ezekiel Elliott, workhorse back. I mean, he's running back three on the ECR rankings. Um, are, he could be number one, right? Like, what, where do you see Ezekiel Elliott going in in our draft? Um, yeah, you know, running backs are, 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 deep, man. And I think, I think, um, yeah, I think Zeke's definitely a first, he's, he's still a first round draft pick. 
you know, I could see him going towards the. Thank, thank you for that expert advice right there about being a first. Well, that's that's why we're here, Scott. We're we're giving expert advice <laughs> to the people, you know. And and I will say, yeah. you know, they they asked for a train wreck, and and I think they're getting it right now. So hopefully, we're we're delivering. But um, yeah, and I'm Zeke's Zeke's going to continue doing his thing. I mean, um, I don't see him slowing down, and especially with with the passing options available now, you know, there's going to be more, you know, more opportunities for for Zeke to get open. There's not going to be as much crowding in the box or whatnot. So that's, that's what I think. So would you fault me for taking Ezekiel Elliott number one over Christian McCaffrey? Would you be like, what the hell are you doing? Or would you be like, Oh, you know, I can kind of understand that. Uh, I can understand that given the uncertainty of what's going on with, uh, you know, with the Panthers, um, you know, new, every, everything new over there, but um, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that was a bad move. It's something to think about. Absolutely. You won't so do it, Ezekiel though. Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, that's a no-brainer. I, I might. I don't know. I don't know. I got to change something. I got last place last year, so maybe I got to do some, go against my will here for this coming year's right. draft. All right, receiver position. This is the most interesting part of the, the Cowboys' death chart. Yeah. You have Amari Cooper, obvious stud. Michael Gallup had a nice year last year. And then they go out, and C.D. Lamb C. D. just Lamb. falls into their lap. C.D. Lamb. Okay, so when you look at where they're ranked, you have Amari Cooper, wide receiver 15, Michael Gallup, wide receiver 29, and CeeDee Lamb, wide receiver 47. No way. Yes, that's on ECR. I mean, I, can CeeDee Lamb could be above Michael Gallup in, in targets. You know, it is a, a weird COVID year, rookie year, et cetera, so maybe it doesn't happen later into the season. But tell me how you feel about these wide receivers. I'm pumped up, man. I'll tell you, I think the Cowboys have a top five offense. And if that's not bold enough for you, I'll even say, you know, uh, we may have the best offense in the league. Um, weapons. Homer. Homer alert. Homer well, that, that's, 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 not the bold, that's not the bold prediction, but it's coming. But like I said, listen, CeeDee Lamb, he, he was a steal. He may have been the best draft pick, um, you know, steal of the draft, I'd say where he fell um you know i think i think he's got the potential to to be great i mean i don't know what else to say you know with, with gallup and cooper you know so you can't cover all of them and uh you know cd's got he's got the speed he's, he's a big receiver um i think he's gonna do some great things for us good stuff and then tight end you have a guy named blake, blake jarwin. jarwin i mean we saw him yeah I, I, it seems jaggish to me what do you think yeah you know listen I, if jason Witten could have the kind of career he had um I, I think bringing some some young blood into that offense um can only can only help him you know i i think i think blake's <laughs> gonna do all right um i i don't have too much more to say i think the cowboys offense are gonna be legit at least we don't have to see Jason Witten get his one and a half yard after catch stat. I mean, I was just getting painful to watch. <sighs> or hear him on Monday night. <laughs> yeah, with the <laughs> far one, that's even worse. Uh, All right, we're going to play our first ever game here on the League of Leagues podcast. And what we're going to do is we're going to find an interesting player from a draft perspective just because of a lot of ambiguity and variability around that player. And then we're going to compare him to other players that are within his, his draft position, according to expert consensus ranking. So this game is going to be called Good Juju or Bad Juju. <laughs> if you like Juju Schuster, it's Good Juju. And if you don't, it's Bad Juju. Let's get into the comparisons, right. Mark. 
Juju Smith-Schuster or Keenan Allen? I'm going to say good Juju on this one, Scott. Um, Why is that good Juju? Well, uh, you know, I, listen, Keenan Allen, he's, um, he, he's a good player, but he's definitely got some injury concerns. Uh, his entire situation this year is different. You know, he's getting a, a rookie, Justin Herbert. Um, you know, he, who normally we find rookies tend to favor their tight ends, security blankets. So, you know, Hunter Henry is going to be solid. Um, you know, I, I just don't, I don't see the chemistry there the first year. Uh, and for that, I'm going to say good juju. All right. So you're not buying the Ty Dodd Taylor to, uh, Keenan Allen connection. No, I gotcha. Okay. On to the next one. Juju Smith-Schuster or Amari Cooper? This is a tough one as a Cowboys fan. Um, but if, if, if I was standing here in front of the draft board, I would have to say good juju on this one. Wow. Yeah, and, and the, tell well, me more. Tell me more. Tell well, I'll tell you why. Um, listen, we got to believe that la- last year, as far as Juju and, 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 uh, and, and Pittsburgh in general, it was a bad year. You know, they lost Ben early, and they were a train wreck after that. I think this year is going to be different with the healthy Ben. Uh, we're going to get Connor running again. You know, I think I think Juju's going to have more opportunities um, as their one. With that, I think uh, I think Amari he he's good, but he's, he he proves to be inconsistent. That with the fact that we have so many weapons now to spread the ball around. Um, Don't say we. Well, we as in as in we Cowboys <laughs> have plenty of weapons now, and um, yeah, like uh, Amari will have you know he could have a great game and then he'll face out the next. So. Um, with all the weapons in Dallas, I'm going to say good juju. Okay, on to the next player who really, really burned me last mm-hmm. season. Juju Smith-Schuster or Odell Beckham Jr.? I'm going to say bad juju on this one. Um, listen, I, li- I like Odell. I like juju, but I like Odell a lot. And, and there's still something to be said, um, you know, for, for his namesake alone. Uh, I think another year in the system – Getting getting to know Baker better, getting on the same page, running more routes. Um, you know, we we heard reports that Odell was playing injured all season. You know, take that for what it's worth. But you know, Odell's still a player. All it takes is one play for him. You know, to get going and and an eighty-eight yard touchdown or so later. You know, he's he still he still has that. You still have to respect that. Um, so I'm going to take Odell and, with a big bounce back. God, isn't it amazing how that one catch that he had on the Giants on Monday night, the, the one-hander just sticks in our mind. And it's like, it's all of a sudden going to go back to that when he really hasn't done jack since. But I hear you. He, uh, the athleticism uh, allegedly is there. Yeah. So um, we'll see. I can tell you I'm staying clear away from that. I learned my lesson <laughs> last year. All right, on to the next. Juju Smith-Schuster or Allen Robinson? Good Juju. Um, yeah, Allen Robinson, listen. Uh, I... Allen Robinson, by the way, ECR – Wide receiver. No, no. Fix that. You know, listen, the quarterback situation, I don't trust Mitch. Um, we have the emergence of Anthony Miller. We have um, we had a lot of hype. Nick Foles. They got Nick Foles. They got Nick Foles. The Foles factor. I didn't I, I I haven't been doing my research, Scott. Thanks for thanks for pointing that out. That that explains why you haven't won the league. Well, league. let's 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 uh let's edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think hey, you Nick know Nick Foles really or Mitch. Leader. I don't trust either of them. Okay, I'll, let's 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 keep it rolling then. You know, we got right. yeah. Right. I, I like Matt Nagy. So I, I think he's he. I think he could bring a lot, but it, it didn't it didn't pay off last year, and I don't see it happening this year either. All right, so we got good Juju there, and then last but not least, Juju Smith Schuster or AJ Brown. 
Yeah, this is a tough one, but um, I think I'm going to go uh, Bad Juju, and I'm going to go with A.J. Brown on this one. You're buying the hype. I'm buying the hype. Listen, uh, A.J. Brown and Tannehill, they have a connection. Um, you know, and if you're looking at it purely from a draft capital, you know, I'd, I'd much rather take A.J. later than, than paying for the Juju up front. All right, all right. A.J. Brown, he's a beast. If you haven't watched him, watch his tape. It's fantastic. Um, but definitely a sophomore slump candidate. You can yeah. see, you can see it kind of going in that direction. But good stuff, good stuff. That that part was fun. Um, so it's kind of rounding out the the interview here. Um, the draft. Are, are we going JW? Is are we going to get affected by virus? What what, what do you think? Nah, man, we're 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 doing something. Listen, the I don't know. People have different opinions, and I don't want to get too political or conspirative or whatnot. But I think we're going forward, man. Uh, you know, the narrative's changing. You know, you could see, you know, Will's posting pictures of his gym open, like uh, no, no more masks. Um, it's, time to, it's time to open America back up again. And I think fantasy could be a great uh, gateway for that. You know, uh, it's the one time a year I see half of you guys and, and it's, it's, uh, it needs to happen. So uh, I say we go for it. America needs fantasy football. I'm, I'm right there with yeah. you. And now let's get to the games because that's a little yeah. dicey, right? Are we, are we going to have fans in stadiums or, or what do you think? No fans, fans, partial uh, stadiums filled? You know what, Scott? If you asked me this question two weeks ago, I would have said there's not going to be any fans. Uh, but like I said, I feel the narrative's changing. Um, people are getting a little bit more, you know, relaxed and open to the idea. And I wouldn't be surprised if I'd say halfway through the season, we're going to start seeing stadiums maybe not fill up, but there's definitely going to be, you know, there's definitely going to be some fans in there and they'll, they'll, They'll practice their social distancing, but um, I, I can't. Good luck well, with that. <laughs> you know, you can maybe have certain sections open, close a few beer stands uh, in between each other. Um, but it's we need fans. Like the game needs fans. The defense needs fans. Um, you know, it's it's just going to be a different game without them. All right. Last but not least, bold prediction is Lamar Jackson will not finish a top five fantasy quarterback next season. Whoa. All right. <laughs> Give me some substance behind that. Listen, I just think I think uh, teams are starting to figure it out. And, um, you know, you wanted a bold prediction. I gave it to you. I, I think uh, Mahomes will finish better. Dak. I think Russell Wilson, Tom Brady and even Kyler Murray will finish better than than uh, Lamar Jackson. Well, I, I think I, that's two bold takes in one with having Kyler Murray up there in your top five QBs. Uh, I like it. I'm with it. Awesome, man. Awesome. I like it. That's bold. We'll, we'll keep that one on the uh, archives and see how that works out for you later. Sounds good. All right. Well, man, we'll look forward to the draft in August. This was a great time and uh, let you get back to watching the old rerun. Of <laughs> Thanks, Scott. I appreciate having me.